Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of the Alchemist Podcast, which is an extension of the blog Alchemist in the Making. I'm your host, Kimberly Ho, the millennial who finds interest in anything and everything with regards to architecture. So in this season, which is known as Is This What You Wanted, Gina and I, we decided to collaborate together and interview different groups of people who have either stayed, if not ventured, outside of architecture. So joining me today, I have Kevin Huey, who you might know as our key marathon and you might have encountered Archi Marathon on Instagram quite a lot where I see Kevin generally post a lot of architecture images and they always say guess this project if not you'll see a lot of YouTube videos that has him and collaborator Andrew Maynard on there as well. So before we have a conversation about Archi Marathon can I please get Kevin to introduce yourself to everybody? Hi I'm Kevin Huey of Archi Marathon. I am Archi Marathon, Jesus. Um, yeah, well, Archie Marathon is about running architecture tours for people interested, usually from an education angle, from uh, for students and graduates of architecture specifically, but mm. it, it could be open to anyone. So I've taught for 18 years and uh, I have, I'm no longer teaching at universities and decided to share the knowledge of architecture publicly on YouTube. So mm. making it more accessible to the public, as well as just celebrating architecture. Before we get started, that I think just for every guest we have on board and in terms of the format, could I please get you to explain to us or just share with us what was life like before studying architecture and also what were the prompts that got you into architecture at school? Um, life before studying architecture was high school. Straightforward, really. Um, I just <laughs> decided that... I didn't know what I wanted to do, and architecture was just more, how should I say, it's the one that uh, most appealing. No, hang on. That's not how I'm going to explain it. Try again. It's the least offensive. Wait, what do you mean by least offensive? Well, I didn't, I, yeah, well, that's a good question. I didn't, I didn't want to, you know, accounting and, you know, legal stuff and medical stuff, you know, the usual pathways that people talk about, and, you know, I'm just not interested in any of them and not really interested mm -hmm. in any of them really but uh, architecture was the one that seemed to be sort of marriage of art and science in some ways and it seemed like yeah at least at the end of the day I can say I've made some contribution that I can point to rather than saying I've balanced that guy's bank account and made some money for <laughs> that guy so that was that was the idea little did I know. I think it sounds very similar to how my mom pursued me into architecture because again like I was actually hoping to go into like the fashion industry which a lot of people would know by now but then afterwards she said you do like science and maths and you like design why don't you give architecture a go and somehow I stayed and never left which is like why I guess I'm here today as well but yeah so going into architecture were there anything that took you surprised or like how did you find your journey throughout that like the studies as well well i think when i first got into it in first year i realized we were, we were very exposed to many different ideas being at sydney university under tone wheeler and just realized how complex in first year first semester how complex architecture was because that's what his goal was to expose us to a mm. lot of a um, lot of different way of or the complexity of architecture and mm. yeah just to realize all this stuff that it, well, everyday things everything we we do walk, walking and breathing and talking that all relates back to the built environment and architecture um mm -hmm. even as, as something as you know studying structures um and 
the kind of crap you do at school to calculate stuff that no one ever touches. It's like, oh, there's some formulas here that actually relate to that stuff. It's like, oh, there's, there's all these practical implications of everything you kind of know back into architecture. So that, that to me was, was surprising um, and therefore uh, very useful. And I said this last night when I was at drinks, you know, to a few students. Um, the first thing we learned at architecture school, again, through Tony Wheeler, the first thing he said was work hard and party hard. You can't do one or the other, you need to do both. So it's finding that work-life balance, it's getting that, but also the understanding that everything you do relates back to architecture, or at least it should have some kind of meaning in some ways. It leads back to what you do, mm. or understanding of the world we live in. So it's quite a worldly way of thinking. You know, it's just before that, you just think it's just about making buildings, making shapes and, you know, all that stuff. But and style and you know whatever which I hate that word but then you realize it's, it's a yeah it's a worldly um, way of thinking and seeing things and that's that's what excites me do you think like you still carry on to that now like just especially in terms of what your Judah said like work hard and then play hard do you think you carried that consistently throughout your studies oh yeah I still do well I used to reward myself you know I used to work hard and go right okay um it's Saturday night, I'm going to work really hard and then, you know, I'll set a time and, you know, okay, it's like 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, you know, back in the day mm. when I used to do all nighters. I go, right, I, that's when I'll go out. It's my reward. Damn. Now, I can't imagine staying up to that late. Generally, when I've hit the clock at like 12 or 1, a part of me just has enough and throws my arms in the air and then retreat away for the night. I don't know, I guess... The growing out scene, probably because I'm an introvert, that it's very hard for me to want to go out. Other than that, yeah, I, I think um, there's a part of just having that reward in the end makes the studying worthwhile. Probably I'm just one of those people who feels like I prioritize sleep over everything else, which is probably why I've still yet to experience like a proper all-nighter, unless you count the 21st birthday that happened but I wasn't the 21st so I think that's that's completely fine but yeah I hope um, I hope that stays in <laughs> yeah I will definitely keep that in but moving on to like after architecture then did you because obviously there's that textbook like dream of saying that you graduate from architecture so I'm guessing you did study your master's then you finished your master's no I didn't go to Oh, you did it. Well, it wasn't called masters back then. They were bachelors. So we all be archers. Oh, okay. <laughs> My generation, uh, be arch. But would that be qualified as a masters today then? It would be, yeah, because you, you can't oh. get a be arch in Australia anymore. Oh. But back then was a funding model. It was, anyway, it's a long story. Yeah, so no. Um, no, no, no. Masters is, is not a, it's just a second degree, you know, it's just same mm -hmm. shit, really. <laughs> just different. Same, same, but different. Yeah, because back then, Masters was a special thing you do um, on top of your BH, and then you, you usually get invited to, or you do some research. It's a research-based thing, usually. It's like a mini-PhD, really. So, BH then, after that, then, <laughs> what, then what got you into teaching in the first place, and how did that come to happen? Uh, well, I guess I've always been interested in thinking about how to explain something even at mm. high school like you know instead mm. of i remember doing maths and uh instead of just going doing same formulas and shit over and over again i remember just i was just trying to work out how to 
how it works and then also I'm trying to help others <laughs> explain to them this is how it works. Um, yeah, I guess it's kind of in me to want to do that. Um, and yeah, it, architecture for me, for me teaching was not just the actual teaching of the architecture because I realized what a lot of students were missing out, especially more towards certain universities that um, had different model of uh, operation. You know, like last night, for example, was the first time uh, what I was meeting up with a University of Tasmania graduate. And uh, mm. he said it's the first time he's ever sat down, have drinks and talk to a tutor, mentor person. It's like, well, from Sydney Uni, we used to, even from the early days, we, we'd take, we dragged our tutors down to drinks and then we'd go and we invite them to house parties. It's like, that was normal to have the interaction. Mm. So for me, it's always a social engineering project to, to break the, um, the studio and trying to get people talking and to realize that it's a lot more conversation instead of just your own project is actually a, um, it's a social, the studio culture is a social thing. Mm. Um, and that's what, uh, that's what I tried to do, you know, at least when I was younger, I was a lot more connected, obviously to the same, uh, sympathy, empathy, sympathy, I always get the two confused. Yeah. To, with, with the, yeah, with the, with the sort of similar age and, uh, yeah, sharing that, uh, understanding or at least, you know, making people, uh, engage just in a sort of different model than what they usually thinking so used to rock up back in the day I was able to um, even up till seven years ago I was able to rock up every studio with a stab of beer but yeah it's, it's yeah people loosen up and realize it's okay to participate and converse that's for me that's that's the most important and hence uh, the idea of having a forum I used to run an architecture forum online before the social media days um, yeah it was always about conversation it's always about uh, having that discussion that's important because mm. social media now is just like um it's not much critical discourse really yeah yeah oh that's really cool i can Im i think i'm um, just talking to one of your former classmates who is also a friend of mine like there used to be a lot of discussion um he always talks really highly of you about like his i think like being in your studio was probably one of his highlights during his bachelor's of architecture as well and so yeah i think just even listening to it and listening to you now a part of me is a bit envious so i feel like it's a shame that i haven't been taught by you before and i think a lot of people would feel the same which at the same time now that i think about it like we're really thankful for the content that you're putting out now Although I am curious to know about that forum. How did that come about? It was called Push Pull Bar. How it came about was that uh, it, in the early days, it was, I was, well, okay, not a bit of trivia. Uh, I used to be <laughs> the Australian distributor for SketchUp <gasps> for, for uh, 12 years at least. Ooh. 12, 14 years. Yeah, I, I was the the guy yeah there's all these software companies around the world blah 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 and then you know you click to australia it's kevin huey um uh. so i was a very early adopter of sketchup and i was also active on the original back in the day even before google um it was back as a as a startup i was very active in in the design about in the in the sketchup forum it's its own sort of little forum and mm. uh so the thing is, it was the first software that you can really just not, it's not about the operation of the software, but it's actually about the design. So there's an opportunity mm. to, to play really quickly. 
because um, mm -hmm. a lot of discussions, it's about you know, how you use the software. This is something else. And uh, it was a great opportunity, and, but there's still a lot of crap being produced. And, you know, we're trying to be critical and you, know, you can actually even just quickly mock up and, and, and have a you know, play around and say, look, maybe you could do it like this. So they were suddenly very clear that there were two different breed of people. There were people who just didn't come from that education background with understanding about critique. They were extremely hurt. And then you've got people who, who were interested in this discussion. So started up our own forum, well, my own forum, really, because I was, I was the one who started it and had a um, <laughs> dictatorial way of running it. Uh, but yeah, it's called, it was called Push Pull Bar. And push Pull because it was a function of SketchUp as well. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, but that became a bit of a force, I guess. Uh, you get practitioners and students posting their work in progress and you get critique uh, along the way, mm -hmm. honestly, as well. It, was, it wasn't just like, it had a whole system that, uh, that people had to make meaningful critique because it had all these beautiful components as well. People yeah, wanted yeah. to get them. It's like, no, 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 you, only if you get enough reputation points for having you know, good discussion, then you will get access to them. And a lot of people have said that, yeah, they originally came for that. Um, then they got hooked into having you know, discussion. So that's the forum, but it got hacked, unfortunately. Um, and it's just it's too hard to, to rescue. And the forum softwares have never really evolved really past uh, a certain time and social media had, taken over so having said that though I tried I tried on I've, tr I've been trying it on social media and when I used to run studios I also have them on Facebook and have a Facebook group so again it's just a lot easier to post and have discussion um, on Facebook um, and actually have it chronological I know a lot of universities want to do it within their own system Mm. They're not great. Uh, yeah, social media at least is there right in front of you. You get notifications. In some ways, it's actually more superior if you use it like a forum and actually use it, um, you know, in a dedicated way. Uh, but unfortunately, a lot of people don't. They just become mm. places where you just click likes and, you know, that's it. Look at cat videos. I look at fox videos instead of cats. I hope that can be made of an exception as well. But like having said, do you think you'll ever bring back that forum again? Like I know you said you've already tried with Facebook like back then, but do you think you will reach try and reinvent what you did in the past, like the push pull bar back? Despite I tried to I tried to do it in on Facebook as a group as well. Yeah. Um, because the infrastructure is there, it was so much. It was so hard to having to upgrade, update the files all the time, and deal with mm. all this PHP and coding and stuff. And I, that's that's uh, amount of forums I have to troll through and things to try to work out how to do something and what's breaking and like I, I'm yeah no. And also the fact that as I said, I think the I don't think forums are um, really working these days i'm not quite sure maybe they can be i don't know i, I haven't seen them you know yeah. uh, in a meaningful way anymore i mean sure mm -hmm. there's some old school forums and certain sort of niche topics are still happening and um forums like skyscraper skyscraper city i think is that the forum uh. skyscraper city yeah that, that forum is still around mm -hmm. since 2002 yeah so one of you know around the, almost the same time a little bit later Mm -hmm. I'm a bit later, but yeah, it's it's still around. But that's again, it's a generalized conversation on 
architecture. It's a bit like, yeah, it's not architects, but people just post stuff. Would you say like the combination of both education as well as the forum then partially led to Archie Marathon? Definitely. So just to just give you a bit more. Uh, so yeah, I was, I was practicing, I was doing my own projects. I was doing quite a few houses, um, by quite a few, I mean, yeah, a handful. And um, I had someone working for me and, uh, but yeah, I was selling SketchUp on site. So architecture was this kind of hobby on the side. Mm. I was paying most, most of the fees to the, to the guy helping me do it. Um, SketchUp was paying the bills and uh, my therapy was teaching. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, and then I just realized uh, my health goes down. My health actually went down uh, quite badly. I, I suffer really bad eczema and, and stress and other things, which uh, took a dive. And, and then I realized I, I can't, every time I get to the construction phase mm -hmm. of things, I, I, my, my health just goes downhill, has always been. I'm sorry to hear that. And uh, that's right. And then I, I, then I realized, okay, well, I don't really want to keep being like this every time. I still want to design things and build things mm. you know, to, to engage in that, but uh, it wasn't really paying when I'm doing really low budget projects. Mm. Um, and yeah, and I just don't have the, as much passion and drive for it because the, the stuff up a few projects that, that put enormous uh, pressure on the clients and onto me. Mm. Um, and so health-wise, yeah, I just decided uh, I need to find a different way to make a living mm -hmm. um, and I didn't want to go fully into university uh, then I just thought okay well I like traveling I want to keep traveling I like teaching I love architecture how can I put it all together and mm. yeah the idea of running tours when I still can um, yeah uh, came to came to mind so that's that's where that came from I would love for you to explain to us is perhaps like how did Archie Marathon started like when did it get started and how because it grew I don't know if it grew rapidly or what would you say about that like in terms of its development which by that you meant the uh, YouTube videos um just from the tours to the videos and also I noticed there was drawings as well like there was the drawing class yeah. aspect of okay it. let's let it take a step back so um Archie Marathon <laughs> so the love of travel I think that started um in my days at university and certainly in sorry at Sydney University didn't happen uh -huh. in Melbourne at Sydney University there were a lot of uh great people who brought us to different places. You know, we used to go to Rick Laplastria's houses, um, even for, as design, it was just design studio. We went to visit great buildings. And, um, and also third year, we, as a whole year, just came down to Melbourne from Sydney to look at architecture with this lecturer, Tom Wheeler, again. And then in year out, back then there was a, a formulated year out, you had to go work and then you had to write a report and then you come back and do your, your final two years, the B arch part. Uh, so yeah, mm -hmm. there was in between, uh, there was a dedicated year out and um, some of us um, in a small group would uh, want to join the lecturer on a uh, grand tour of in Europe of uh, 20th century architecture. And 26 days, we saw 66 buildings, 16 <gasps> of us. Oh. Uh, and we just, yeah, just two minivans. We just drove around and saw a lot of amazing stuff. And by seeing, it wasn't just seeing. I mean, he taught us to, you know, you had to walk around a building properly first. We had plans, we had drawings. 
which I still do when I do Aki Marathon. I always have the drawings ready for people. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we have to walk around it, understand it, understand its context, and then go in and then spend time. And we don't really say we've been to a place unless you spend at least an hour often uh, back in the, the tour. So that, and then after that, I, I backpacked as well and just continued the, not the same pace, but uh, certainly, yeah, just, just, you just get this uh, adrenaline hit of seeing this amazing stuff all the time. So, and so that set the tone and I traveled a little bit after as well, since after um, that for a few years, started working, graduated, started working and then just got kind of bored. <laughs> and then mm -hmm. you just go, right, okay, I need, to, I need to do another big tour. But then time becomes an issue. I was also teaching by that time as well. So you've got in between semesters or something, it's, it's not a huge amount of time. So that's when I start to really plan the hell out of the tours really mm. taking ages to, okay, I've only got so many days, how can I get the most out of it with, you know, the amount of money I had, um, or may not have. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so just, just being a tight ass and also uh, being extremely enthusiastic about wanting to get the most out of it. Because the worst thing is for me, it's, it breaks me to just go, that was around the corner. I did not know that was around the corner. I could have just, mm. Or that you know you spend time you 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 go to a place and then it's it's closed. Um, now it's so much easier. All this information is online, so well not all. There's a lot more available, and you can actually mm -hmm. suss out where things are. So, but yeah, same same spirit. So I, I I've been traveling that way for a while. That's why uh, the Instagram guest project. They are all my photos. Um, they are yeah because people say just put them online and say well I'm going to make a game out of it at least instead of just you know, just putting a picture out there. But yeah, they're, they're my travels. Um, and 2010, Andrew, uh, who's been a friend of mine for that point, probably 10 years then. Um, and he said, um, he's gonna tag along to one of my tours. Because I usually travel by myself. So, mm. so yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and that, that he coined the term Archie Marathon because it was, an, it was like a marathon. It's hardcore, hard work. Um, and so, yeah, that's where the term came from. And I, I usually like traveling by myself. And, uh, but since leaving teaching university, well, even teaching at universities, you can't, you can't even easily take someone just even across the road to see something without signing some OHS forms and they're worried about insurance and all that stuff. So I just decided, okay, well, we need to look at architecture to talk about architecture. So I, I started, I did some tours of Melbourne um, and I just decided, okay, I need to take out my own insurance and I'm just going to take people to see some good stuff, the old ways. Because mm. a lot of universities, they, um, all these traveling studios, they, you know, they don't really get to see as much, you know, and they sort of spend a bit of time in there doing, working some kind of design studio. But yeah, they're not getting that uh, exposure. Mm. And the idea of Aki Marathon as well is like, why do you, go so many places so quickly well you know you can be somewhere for a long time you still you know you take sometimes years to even start to understand the place but uh what i offer is and for me it because i know is that you you rapid fire and see all the differences of, of different places even within the same country even different cities different regions they have completely different way of doing things and you notice that very glaringly when you when you travel and, you know, one day I'm operating like this, I understood this is how you do things and suddenly, oh, this is a whole different 
way of doing things, completely different food or whatever. Mm. Yeah, so the original intent was that, uh, you know, to, to travel and to mm. record videos of, you know, great buildings. And we actually can talk about them and, and explain to people what, what's great about it to make it more accessible. Unfortunately, mm. the pandemic happened and uh, we can't travel. <laughs> Um, so we've just been making videos out of old footage that I, cause I only started doing videos last year, uh, mm -hmm. from photos just to realize I, I need to somehow communicate buildings more than just photos. Um, yeah, yeah. so I've got some footage, you know, just, they're not great. Um, the China one, the Spain episodes, they are from that footage. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so it's also realized that we have to t come up with something to say every week. Um. Luckily, Andrew and I can rant on about anything, usually. <laughs> um, but yeah, unfortunately, we, during lockdown, we just ended up having to do a lot more, um, yeah, general conversation about architecture than just going to see a building. Maybe before we go into the video aspect of it. So again, you were saying that you look at like the architecture quite quickly from one to the next. So how does that generally work? I know you say you offer the plans for them. And then what else does that entail? Do you explain the history or like the information about the architecture? Yeah, I don't give the facts and figures because um, mm -hmm. that's something that you can Google. Usually it's all there. Mm -hmm. I talk about, again, in design terms, is understanding it, um, why in some ways, why is it like that? Um, mm. Understanding some kind of context and some kind of idea and uh, just let people experience things, you know, often they are very different things. So like, have you been in a space like this? You know, it's a scheme like this you may have sort of seen, but have you been something like that to see something behaving like this? Well, this is what it looks like. This is what it feels like. And just yeah. having that experience. Same as I, I keep saying, it's like, it's like food. It's <laughs> like food. Just go and taste the food. Go and taste things and realize this is what it tastes like. When you put that and that together, this is what it tastes like. But if you don't know, if you haven't, like as a chef, you haven't eaten much, it's very hard to know what to cook or how to cook. You just kind of, you know, it's hard. So <laughs> so this is kind of like the the, the food aspect. And, and that's why food is also important in because that's I'm interested in that as well. What has been your favorite Aki Marathon tour to date then? Any favorite cities that you'd love to go back to? No, it's not specific cities, um, then sort of the whole region. Again, I like to move around. Yeah, there, there are a lot of um, great ones. I think the best value for money, I think, is still Spain. Mm. Uh, Spain and Portugal. Um, well, in fact, Spain and Portugal was great, and then China was great. Um, for again, reason, great food and also great architecture. Spain, <laughs> especially, Spain and Portugal has amazing levels of history. Yes, you know, very With the true. Romans, with the Moors, with the, you know, all kinds of levels. And then also very, 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 very powerful, um, uh, very, very good architecture schools, uh, influential. And, you know, you've got amazing publications out of Spain as well. Um, mm. So yeah, they, they've got really, you know, good historical buildings uh, and also very good treatment of them mm -hmm. uh, in terms of responding to them and also just really, really good cutting edge contemporary work as well. And not just mm. immediately, but also even from the, even back from the fifties or even earlier. I'll keep that in mind next time. I know I still got a lot of places I would like to go to, but I think just for now, 
I'm a little bit stubborn, but I would love to just return back to Japan just mainly because I've had my first solo travel last year and it was revisiting some of the architecture that I saw when I was in uni, but this time I can go at my own pace. But then now that I've got other guidebooks from that area that I would love to visit other areas as well. Essentially, if it helps a little bit of a side note and trivia, this is really ridiculous. But one time I found this guidebook of my favorite Japanese actor and he was promoting a city called Kumamoto. The next thing you know, I bought that book. So I feel like I am obligated to visit that place next time before I venture into any other areas as well. But um, yeah, so going to the video content. So evidently you said you need to make more content. Was, was that always your plan to make the videos or did it just spawn simultaneously along with your travels? Well, it spawned, I mean, yeah, as I said, people uh, who went to my website, I got friends who went to my the Archimarathon website to, and then they saw the pictures and all my Instagram and they asked, you know, are they my photos? I said, yeah, they're my photos. It's mm. like, it's in you, you were there, you took that picture. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and... Um, Said that he thought they were like just stock photos of, uh, you know, these famous buildings and all these great spaces. He's like, no, they're my, they're my photos. Um, mm -hmm. but, and he said, yeah, well, I think most people nowadays would think, could just assume that it's just, you know, any photo you find. And, you know, Instagram's full of that. There, there's so many pictures floating around, you know, they, they're not taken by the person. They just, they're just stuff being posted. Um, mm. So, and I realized I needed to find a way to communicate um, what, what's it like to be on one of these tours, what happens and, you know, video was the medium. So that's how I started getting a feel for, I need to record, get a feel of story. And, you know, looking at architecture travel videos, and they're not many, you look on YouTube, there are almost none, or they're really kind of boring uh, <laughs> vlogs. They're not great, and um, and all that. There's a whole genre of travel videos, which is really exciting. They're really great. Often people holding a GoPro and jumping off a cliff into water, uh, or on the back of a tuk-tuk kind of stuff. But yeah, th there's nothing on architecture. So mm. I, I just thought, well, maybe there's a whole genre that that could be played on. That it's you know it is a travel thing, but also just to show, look, there's actually a lot more interesting things in the world than just your usual tourist sites or just amazing waterfalls that you can jump off. Um, and I think that goes back to going back to your very first questions about going into universities. Um, mm -hmm. I remember seeing, you know, I was interested in architecture is like, great. I don't know, but there's uh, heritage, heritage buildings are kind of pretty. Um, mm -hmm. That was my initial thought and interest. I thought in architecture, maybe, um, like the first weeks and then I you know and then you, you go into lectures and you see this amazing stuff you've never ever seen in your life um, these buildings that and they talked about you know with such passion and such interest and you just go wow I didn't I didn't know there's a whole different world of things called architecture that is not just you know the mm. stuff you see every day so yeah I think I think that and, and that to me it goes back to this this being able to share and expose people to the fact that yeah there's some beautiful stuff and yeah. I think in, you know a lot of people will be interested but it's just not accessible because I think mm. you know there's a lot of architecture videos that, yeah they, they're kind of really artsy and you know slow and stuff but yeah there's nothing in a, in a genre that is that's easy to consume you know um, and in the attention economy of trying to get people to 
stay interested in the video. You know, it's, it's, that's a whole different skill in communication as well. Mm. I would say it's also very similar to like architecture photography like yes I understand you need to take photos from a certain angle I would love to bring a few of my friends on board to talk about this one day but like um how the photography that you generally see in tourism magazines and then like architecture publications and then you've got the Instagram making it really easy to just crop certain aspects of it to make it nice it also I feel that, that also limits the architecture to an extent as well personally um, just even having recently signed another writing place, like just looking at the photos and then just reading other reviews, you realize that, yeah, it is accessible to a certain extent, but at the same time, it is hard to make it relatable for other people. So it's a combination of different things. Then would you say that in future, so once the whole lockdown, we can go traveling again, like, do you have any other types of ambitions in terms of your travel videos or would it be similar to the type of footage that you've been posting on for the time being? Well, it's all a learning process, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, the YouTube, YouTube journey, people say there's no right time to start. You can read all the stuff, you can do all the stuff, but your first videos will be shit. Very true. It always will be. And it will just take time to get better and better and better so yeah same thing i have no idea i don't know how, how this journey is <laughs> going to take us but uh, we, i'm just doing stuff at the moment and it's good practice because i film out of really tiny little cameras and the phones and so you know not a big heavy uh, dslr so yeah yeah and they're kind of one take stuff they're just quick um you know so it's no fancy setup it's just quick in and out gone so that's kind of like trying to practice how to how i can do that while trying to lead a tour and talk about architecture and take all this footage we'll see feels like you might need a few more people to help you get one of the participants to just help film you while you're doing the whole experience and well that's yeah well yeah well <laughs> when, when there's money then that they can talk about that but there, there isn't at the moment so but yeah the idea awesome. is that yeah you, you know do that and hopefully Hopefully there are sponsors uh, and um, make it more accessible to for us to to make architecture accessible. Dear sponsors out there, please sponsor Aki Marathon if you're listening yes. to this. Yeah, we need a million dollars. Going off, so like now that you can't make travel videos, and then as you said, Monday. I'm just putting this in quotes. Monday in videos that you and Andrew are producing right now. So how did that come about? Like why this type of conversation? Okay, that's that's interesting. Well, it is about it is still talking about important things about architecture. Um, mm -hmm. It is also education. Um, mm -hmm. It's my interest in that. You know, having been okay, all the lectures now have to be recorded. Okay, uh, yes. you know that's just a fact now. But yes. see, the, to give a lecture, give the lecture itself, the, the lecture space, and the the mm -hmm. act of lecturing is a performance act. This goes back to the idea of communication. There is a, it's like going to live theater, right? Watching mm, theater mm, on the mm. screen recorded is not the same as mm -hmm. being there. Very true. And lectures are like that. If, if good lecturers, you energize with the room. There's, there's a communication, there's almost a dialogue, even though they might not be speaking, there's a certain dialogue and even body language and energy in the room. Um, and you can't record that. And it's a different medium. Like you can have a two hour lecture because there's an energy in the room that can hold you there. You're trying to watch a two-hour recorded, crappy recording of a of a lecture. You you won't. And I, we know that a lot of students don't. It's recorded. They don't turn up to lectures because they don't have to. Mm -hmm. Some universities and um, 
And you can see how many people have watched the videos and they haven't. It's like, well, mm. it's, well, you know, you paid for, you know, $160 a lecture. That's how much you're paying. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> later, you'll be paying back. Um, yeah. You wasted all that money. But the thing is, I think also, you know, the, the fact that I remember sitting, you know, friends are lecturing and I'm sitting at the back because I want to have that energy between, you know, potential dialogue across the room and just watching some students, you know, watching a YouTube video as it goes. <laughs> but, you know, that's reality. That's, that's what we're dealing yeah. with. And I think, yeah, it makes sense because the delivery, we, we, we have got a lot more medium now of delivering information really quickly really succinctly so ted talks for example you know the, the fact mm -hmm. that they're 18 minutes and they just they can crack jokes they can deliver the point and communicate and have an impact that's that's a good bite-sized but powerful um way of doing it and and i think you know lectures need to adapt because that's what has become mm -hmm. but yet yeah, the medium of youtube even more so because you need to grab that attention and it and we youtube is a bit different because we are also um we, we're not targeting architects um although yeah, yeah. we you know architects will come along anyway but we we don't specifically say no we this is only for architects so it was meant to be uh yeah infotainment so yeah people just Apparently, yeah, you get feedback. People go, oh, yeah, this is kind of funny and fun to watch and actually learn something about it. And mm. that's the idea, right? just to make mm -hmm. it accessible. So, yeah, the topics and the various topics in architecture we want to talk about. So, yeah, we're kind of trying to make it fun. And some of them are like part of my lectures, really. And then I just had to turn it into bite-sized chunks um, and <laughs> make it into making a video, uh, an episode in itself. Uh, the what, why, how, the main thing, they're all, they're all part of one lecture that I give. Oh. It's broken down into many different parts. So when you say it's a one lecture, so it's just one whole recording, but you've just split it into parts? or No, no, no. It planned. used to be a physical lecture that I would talk about all this stuff. Ah. So apart from those lectures that you've used and shared with others, what about the other topics? Are they just come out from what both you and Andrew like, or is it from audience requests as well? Yeah, it's a combination. I think sometimes we just randomly go, oh yeah, that's a good thing to talk about. Uh, mm -hmm. But sometimes, yeah, I think um, some of them actually responses of um, requests. I remember I had, I had a guy, at the, the UTAS guy, he, he actually ran a, um, a poll on, in the UTAS uh, group and asking what students would like to see as videos. Oh, amazing. And most people wanted to see things about, you know, industry, how to get a job, blah, blah, blah. And then that just confirmed to me going, exactly, that's the problem. They're not getting that. <laughs> and it becomes a conversation about, well, students are kind of quite one-track mind. They just kind of go, well, this is the next hurdle. I need to do this hurdle. I need to graduate. And then it's about getting a job and getting registered. Mm -hmm. And then what? <laughs> that's the thing I mean our, our biggest audience are actually graduates um, and yeah. what happens after university because university you're just there kicking goals you just go right I'm just following on this kind of process but once you're out there like and then what yeah you've got a job just... okay you've got a job now and you know you're <laughs> registered and then what so yeah. there's there's this continuation of learning and, and conversation about architecture that needs to be had Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so so that's why we did something like you graduated now. What you know now? What work life balance? All those things are important issues that, that we <laughs> talk about. So yeah, in some ways they kind of request, but 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we do some requests, but we also kind of react to requests and go, no, you're not getting that. You're getting uh, something else because we have a spin on it. Uh, yeah, this is probably one of the reasons why this season of the podcast happened is because Gina and I were having this conversation of saying like, yeah, we're meeting a lot of people who said, now what? Like, we're at crossroads, so what do we do with our lives? So um, I think this is one of our ways to say that these are the options that you have and these are the people who have experienced it, which... Yeah, again, like, that's one of the reasons why this has happened as well. Yeah. Out of all the videos that you've done so far or any upcoming ones that you're planning, do you have a favorite one right now or do you have one that um, in terms of you were surprised by the audience's reactions? Um, um, yeah, we're a bit surprised by how, the in terms of how popular the um, copyright, copy wrong episode is. Mm. Um, mm. Don't know why is... Yeah, uh, that was the first one that Arc Daily picked up as well. So we were surprised why, because it was just a passing comment that, you know, <laughs> we, we talked about, you know, just winching about our oh, people not posting, you know, posting stuff and there's not enough conversation. There's no, no one post plans and drawings. And then, you know, someone's comment was, oh yeah, but someone can steal our, you know, mm. ideas or whatever. It's like, well, you know, mm. don't know. Um, yeah, so so that that spring as a as a result, we go. We're going to talk about this, and we said that in, in that video as well. So, it's a, it's a reaction video. So my favorite one, oh, I, hmm. Well, the you see the thing is something like the Boyd House, uh, even the the Southern Cross Station. They're they're more like the things I want to do to actually get in there and talk about things and pointing out things that um, that people may or may not have noticed. The Boyd House, you know, some of you have been that a lot of people haven't house. love it love it yeah but southern cross station is very accessible and people probably walk past it so many times but there are things we pointed out that people might not have noticed and i think i like that the the fact that able to to do that and people go oh yeah I, now i'm gonna go past it again and, and gonna see it differently so yeah, yeah I, I like those ones i like the shrine one as well I like the ones that actually we, we go tour and talk about things so <laughs> that's that's a bit i like yeah, so I, if that's the case, and I'm guessing that is probably the feature you want to go ahead in terms of with Archie Marathon's YouTube videos, would that be? No, it will be a mix. I mean, you know, it's it, mm. don't just do one thing. You know, we'd, <laughs> there are times we can just rant on about something. We want to do some shorter videos as well, but it's it's hard every time we come up with a topic and we just end up ranting for an hour and then I have to edit <laughs> down to just within 20 minutes because we can just go, go on. So we need something really dumb, like really like one single point and hopefully I can chop it down to something like six minutes or something. Yeah, it just need to be like a single stupid point or something that we can just go, yep, okay, done. Walk away <laughs> rather than any complex open issue that we're just gonna talk, keep talking and keep talking because we can. I think like it is within our nature because uh, we study architecture and we become quite passionate about it and therefore it is really easy for us to kind of i don't know we can expand on that point further and further or we just have a lot of detours which yeah i I don't know how the six minute target would work again like that comes down to the topic that minimizes the amount of detours you can have and yeah it'd just be like single very specific points like this that's it nothing else We'll yeah, see. I don't yeah. know. We need, we need an experiment. We haven't got there yet. I mean, the last video was 25 minutes on I competition. I don't mind it's 25 longest. minutes. 
Yeah, but you do podcasts though. We do YouTube videos and that's trying to get a retention rate and how long people are going to stay. And it, mm. there's a whole different, it's a different medium. Ah, uh, I see. Again, it just depends on, yeah, the audience that you're after as well and their attention spans. But anyhow, maybe to wrap this off before we go on extra long tangents, Kevin, two questions. Firstly, is this what you wanted so far? Like where you're at now, um, looking back, do you think anything you'd like to do differently? And the second question is letter to yourself, past and future. <laughs> I, gee, I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, I don't want the health issue. That's, that's for sure. Um, Very but, true. Um, no, I think I'm, you know, I'm optimist. So I'm happy where I am. It, it is, mm -hmm. it is what it is, has led me to this. And my experiences uh, led me to this. And, you know, every day is a learning process to me and teaching is learning. So it's, it's all part of it. So traveling is learning. So I'm just on the path of learning. So yeah, whatever it, it takes, wherever it takes me, it is what it is. So I, I don't think I, I regret or anything or have any sort of past thing. It is, they all experiences. Again, just going back to this thing about, you know, working out party hard, everything, everything brings back to, look, it's just all part of the, the big grand plan picture and it's how you, what you, what you make sense of it. Mm, mm. And then a letter to your past and a future, something you'd like to say for both ends. Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> look after yourself health wise. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's, that's important. Um, yeah. And that's why we mentioned, I mentioned that in the what now episode, because in some ways it actually has a lot of the, the letters to the, to the past. It's because now we're at a position and having yeah. gone through all this stuff and go now, what, these are the things we think is important. We should talk about that and tell others, yeah, you should, you know, yeah. make some friends outside, outside of architecture. You need to, to you know, look after your health. They're, they're, they're important, um, things. So yeah, that's kind of already said that. So for those, just watch that video. Yeah, I'll link, I'll make sure I link that. And anything to your future? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's again, this is a learning process, right? So I don't know what I'm going to learn <laughs> and know. So fair enough. The future, uh, just make sure. No, I, I have, I have pretty good memory. So, um, I think I'll remember it anyway. I don't need to set a special note <laughs> that was a cat in case if it gets recorded i mm. do like cats so if you could bring him over later that would be great <laughs> yeah, she's meant to be in the room though I'm not, i don't know yeah do you have any social handles that you'd like to share uh no Aki marathon it's just google Aki <laughs> marathon you'll find me i'll make sure those are in the notes again but Yep, I've said this probably third time again. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm really, really grateful for you to being on this because, yeah, you've been quite a talk amongst my friends and I this year, I think, just being watching a lot of your videos as well. Um, and, yeah, you've been quite a huge inspiration to a lot of us. So, yeah, again, we're really thankful to have you on board for this. So. Thanks. Oh, there's, there's the cat there. So the, the social thing, yeah, maybe, yeah, there's Patreon. There's always Patreon if you want to support us. Uh, yeah. Ah, yes, and you include that. <laughs> Patreon. Yeah, Patreon. Uh, we, as I said, the, some of the conversation goes on for like an hour. Um, and there's a lot of <laughs> stupid things in between as well. So yeah, the, the long form of the of the recordings are, are there basically. I, I don't edit out all this stuff. It's just the full conversation often 
within mm. reason if we're not too stupid. Um, yeah, we, I, I put it up there as well. Or, or, or that they actually the, the bits that got cut off, they actually get thrown. And, uh, and, and you see part of the conversation that were lost um, there. And also access, sorry, and also access to trialing that at the moment is Archimarathon Studio, which is the um, Facebook group, a special group where um, I would mentor projects and pretty much um, drive it like I used to run the forum and uh, especially the, the students when I used to run studios. Just trying to keep students on track and have it, and, and having a dialogue between everyone so that there's actually a learning process. Lovely. Um, please share those with me so then I can share with the people later on. But in the meantime, sure. everybody, thanks again for joining us. And as always, please follow us on Artemisim Making Ando, all in one word on Instagram. And in the meantime, we'll see you for another episode. Bye. Ciao.